been through some struggles, but it's time I grow and face my fears. Although I'm strong, it took some guidance to erase my tears. I sit and think about the traumas I went through for some years. And pray to God my kids forget what brought us here. Welcome to the Rosie Experience. Thank you for tuning in. This is season six, episode one. For anybody who is new to the game, I'm true to this. So let me explain to y'all who I am and what the Rosie Experience encompasses. So my name is Rosie. Um, I am an abuse survivor. That's something that I'm very transparent about on my YouTube channel, my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitter, my TikTok. I am constantly speaking about the fact that I am a survivor and it's not for pity. Definitely not. I am not in a victim mindset. I lost that a long time ago. I understand where I went wrong in the situation, how I was able to be um, victimized for so long and that it had a lot to do with my self-esteem. I understand that. And now my whole goal is to lead as many people to Christ as possible Because ever since I got saved, I started to be delivered from so many things that I was in shackles over. I literally went through 10 years worth of abuse through two relationships. I had four children within that 10 years. Um, All four of my children are back to back, two different dads. And I was mentally, physically, financially abused the whole time. There were definitely good days as well because nobody stays for 10 whole years if it's just bad, bad, bad all day, every day. But narcissists and abuse and abusers, they are definitely very, very good at making things seem nice whenever you're ready to go or whenever you start telling people what they're doing. And then they attack you and they get nice again. Then they attack you. And that's just the way that the cookie crumbles. And nobody is ever going to be able to change someone like that. They have to want to change and they have to call on God and they have to become spiritual in order to get delivered from something like that because it's all about control. And once you realize that you can control someone else's emotions, someone else's happiness, someone else's um, desires, that becomes like a drug to you. So narcissists are really uh, fighting demons all day, every day, and then they just decide to fight you because at the end of the day... They don't want to take accountability for the fact that they are broken people. They don't want to dig into their childhood and fix those things that are crippling them and that are making them have a victim mindset. So they just victimize other people. And I realized that. Both of my exes sexually abused me. Um, It's not something I talk about very often, but I have alluded to the fact. Um, My ex-husband, our first time, I was a virgin. He wasn't. I told him, no, he did it anyways. And there were a few times throughout our relationship where I would say no or I wasn't in the mood or I'm hurting or something and he would still do it anyways. And then my ex-boyfriend, whenever he would be mad at me about something, he would be excessively rough. But, you know, that was just something I never really complained about because we both wanted sex all the time. But then around the time I was ready to leave him, he got mad at me about something small and he did wind up uh, taking advantage of me. And doing things to me that I told him that I would never do. So, yeah, um, I have a story. Uh, I had my jaw broken in 2019. I had my ribs broken in 2021. And that's when I decided to put my four children in the car and change my life. 
I moved like five hours away from my hometown and I am a whole new person. I don't even know how to be the old Rosie anymore. I am no longer a victim. I'm a victor. I am no longer um, in the victim mindset. I'm a conqueror. There is nothing that has been done to me that has me in shackles anymore. I will openly speak about anything that I've done or anything that's been done to me because at the end of the day, not speaking about things that that make you sad or that um, convict you is how you stay in shackles. That's how the devil wins. But God wins when you speak because as long as you are ready to surrender to God and you are ready to repent, there's absolutely nothing that you've done that God will not forgive you for. But if you're not ready to repent and actually change your life, that's something that you're going to have to work out with God because I don't have a heaven or a hell to put you in. But it's not what you've done. It's what you're doing. It's not where you've been. It's where you're going. And um, that's something that I realized. That's something that I that I have definitely realized. I've gotten into um, healthy debates with people a couple of times just about spirituality and the misconception between spirituality and religion. There's a big difference between being religious and being spiritual. Um, I've had people comment on my TikTok videos saying, we're Hebrew Israelites, Um, Christianity is fake, what is a Christian? And and then I've also had people saying, "Um, we we pray to the same God, We, we have the same God, we read the same Bible, so how can you tell me something about myself or about my God? And those are just honestly, those are words that are said from people who don't actually read the Bible. Like, yeah, you might go to church. You might have a couple of scriptures that you read to get through the day. But the way that I read the Bible is completely different than the way that you're taught at church. I was actually taught by my spiritual mother, Z. And Z has been um, walking with God, a clean walk with God since she was 34. She is now about to be 60 next week. And she honestly has been pure, like no drinking, no smoking, which she was never really a drinker or a smoker like that anyways, but still no cursing, no fornicating, no um, like judging, no gossiping. Like there's a lot of things that she does not do um, strictly because of her walk with God. So I know it's possible if she can do it for almost 30 years, it's very much possible. People try and preach that, um, They basically try to preach that as long as you love God, you will be all right. You will go to heaven. And although that sounds sweet, you create your own God to say that. Because in the Bible, there are multiple different parts in the Bible, actually. Um, I would have to pull my scriptures out to actually tell you uh, the exact part. But there are multiple parts in the Bible that explains. um, I want to say it's in Matthew. But anyways, it says that anybody who sins... Anybody who knowingly sins, like you know that this is a sin and you're still doing it anyways. You are not being wise. You are not following God. And when you do die and it's judgment day for you, Jesus is going to say, I never knew you, you evildoer. Basically saying you're not coming to heaven, you're going to hell. It does not matter how much positive seeds you have sown on this earth if you did not walk a straight line. Like, yes, we are all in our flesh. We're going to have fleshly desires. We're going to have fleshly lusts. But it is up to us to talk to God, to have God walk us through those so that we don't surrender to them. Because it's not it's not um, like you can stop these things from happening because the devil is definitely going to tempt all of us. 
But you got to have that faith in God and that strength to be like, no, devil, you are a liar. It is not okay to be gay. It is not okay to fornicate outside of marriage. It is not okay to cuss people out. It is not okay to gossip about people unless you're trying to help them. It is not okay to talk down about your parents. It is not okay to manipulate people. It is not okay to cheat. It is not okay to molest someone. Like there's a lot of things that are sins that we either don't know they're sins or we don't, uh, they're not, it's not that bad, but it is that bad. All sin is equal to God. The only sin that is greater than other sins is blasphemy. And blasphemy is when you say that um, Jesus is not God's son. Like when you say that Jesus is, is not who he is. That's blasphemy. When you deny Jesus. And that is the only sin that is unforgivable. But if you don't know that that's an unforgivable sin, it's different. But if you know that it is, once you hear that it is and you still do it, that's unforgivable to God. So there are multiple different things that we do, like drinking and smoking. That's also something that I've gotten into healthy debates with people about. They'll say, we can too, just as long as we don't get drunk. Or it doesn't say in the Bible that we can't smoke. But yes, it says in the Bible that anything that is unnatural, you're not supposed to do it. Like the exact words for it, I would have to go and find the exact scriptures, which is something that I will do. But basically just saying anything that is unnatural, you are not supposed to do it. If it's something that goes against God's will, you are not supposed to do it. Also said that um, God also said that anyone who is ready to perish can have strong drink. And anyone who is, um, who is, I think it said like sad. The word wasn't sad, but it means sad. Anyone who is sad or with a heavy heart is what it said. Anyone with a heavy heart can drink wine. So basically saying, if you don't have enough faith in God to pull you through your situation, you can get drunk, but be ready to perish, be ready to die, be ready to go to hell. It says it in the Bible. This is not something that Rosie is just making up, but I'm actually about to go and find the exact scriptures that I was speaking about at first, because I want you guys to actually hear, um, to actually hear what was said actually hear God's word because sometimes it makes that much of a difference when you can actually hear it come from God rather than just hearing it come from someone. So we got Galatians chapter 5 verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are are manifest which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, I'm sorry I don't know how to say that, uh, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, Variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murderers, drunkenness, see, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in the past, uh, in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So basically, anyone who sins, anyone who does any of these sins right here, any of them will not inherit the kingdom of God. And what's the opposition of not inheriting the kingdom of God? It's going to hell, right? So in Galatians chapter 5, it tells you that if you sin, you will go to hell. And that's not to say that, um, that's not to say that you can't repent. You definitely can. But if you go to, if you die before you repent, it tells you in the Bible, That hell is the only way because there is absolutely no way God is going to let you into his kingdom if you are willingly living in sin. 
once you crack open that Bible and read what the sins are, you don't have any excuse anymore. Somebody who was blind to the Bible and they sin, that's a completely different ballgame. But if you know that you are sinning and you are still willingly sinning, it does not matter how much positivity you do in the world. You will not inherit the kingdom of God. Also, I'm going to go to Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 24. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evildoers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So this clearly tells you that just because you know God's name, just because you know Jesus, just because you have accepted Jesus into your heart, that does not mean that you will go to heaven. Because if you live your life in sin, that trumps everything. Once you decide to live in sin, to wake up every day in sin anyways, once you decide to drink, once you decide to pick that blunt up, once you decide to cuss, once you decide to fornicate, once you decide to be gay or bisexual, once you decide to gossip, once you decide to do anything that the Bible has said, murder somebody, once you decide to do anything that the Bible has said is not pleasing in God's eye, and you still decide to wake up and do it anyways, that's you re-crucifying Jesus. That's you putting Jesus back on that cross. And if you're okay with disrespecting Jesus and slapping him in the face and putting him back on the cross every time that you sin and you don't feel any guilt for it, you won't go to heaven. And that's just what the Bible says. That's not called judging you. That's called rightfully judging you. When you do a righteous judge, that's not the same thing as judging someone because Jesus is the only judge that can put you in heaven or hell. No man can do that. But as a Christian, as a woman of God, I'm supposed to tell you what I have read in the Bible. And it is up to you to actually read the Bible or to talk to God about it or to decide to follow it. That is completely up to you. But I know that I've done God my due diligence as soon as I repeat to you and regurgitate to you what I have read. And it might sound pretty heavy, like, oh, we can't do anything, but that's not the case. You can live abundantly. The sky is the limit. God just has these certain rules because he wants you to be great. If you're drunk, what's going to happen? You're going to allow evil demonic spirits into your life. If you practice witchcraft, what's going to happen? You're going to allow evil demonic spirits into your life. If you murder, what's going to happen? The same thing, evil demonic spirits. If you're gay or homosexual, bisexual, whatever, what is going to happen? You're going against nature. You cannot reproduce that way. Also, it's just not natural. And this is coming from a woman who used to be bisexual. That was a conviction that I've had on my life since I was a child. I didn't actually act on it until I was an adult. But I've had that conviction since I was a child because I was molested by girls my whole childhood. So I never knew if I was gay or straight. So I just didn't tell anybody I was bisexual. So I'm letting you know right now, everybody has childhood trauma. Everybody has things that has happened to them that confuses them. But that is the trick of the devil. The devil's tricks are always the same. He uses it on different people, but the tricks are always the same. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil will rape you. 
The devil will beat you. The devil will call you ugly. The devil will tell you you ain't nothing. The devil will tell you that you broke. The devil will tell you that you can never go any further than you are right now. The devil will tell you nobody will ever want you because you got this disease or because or because you have kids or because you talk too much or because you're weird. Like the devil will tell you all this stuff and it don't even be true. God has a, a husband and a wife out here for everybody. But if you let the devil get into your brain and if you let the devil control you, you are going to be seeking worldly richness, worldly desires. And you are never going to know what God actually put you on earth for. We were all put here for a reason and we're only here for a season. But we are spirits. We are not bodies. So if you just keep living into your flesh and dealing with what your flesh wants and living your life for your flesh, you're going to die and not have a spirit. You're going to die and just die. You're going to go to hell. And I don't want that for anyone. I want you to be a spirit. I want you to flourish in your spirituality. I want you to live out your eternal life with God. I don't want you to live out your eternal life in hell, being bitten by scorpions, walking on thousands of degrees, being hot and hungry and thirsty and not being able to drink or eat because you're a spirit. You can't. Seeing your family members go through strife, remembering everything negative that has ever happened to you in your life. And it just keeps replaying. It just keeps replaying and it keeps replaying while you're getting bitten on and in the heat. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to live like that for eternity. I would much rather be in paradise with God. I would much rather forget everything that happened on earth and be in bliss with God. That's what I prefer for myself and for everyone. But I can't make that happen for you. But what I can do is tell you what I've read in the Bible and hope that you decide to go that way. I can't make you go that way, but I can try my hardest to get you to. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I'm going to end this with a few, um, a few positive things that I have decided to say. Um, a few things that I am realizing we all need to know, we all need to feel, we all need to hear, because sometimes just hearing a little bit of positivity can take you so far. Sometimes just hearing a little bit of positivity can take you from, I hate my life to, I feel like I can make this work, to, I'm happy I woke up this morning, you know? So I'm going to actually go and read something that I posted on Facebook this morning. If nobody told you this before, I'm telling you now. You are smart. You are beautiful or handsome. You are important. You are blessed. You are great. And you will have a prosperous day. Speak positively to and about yourself and you will reap the benefits. There's enough negative vibes out here. Dare to be different. Be the light in the midst of all this dark darkness. You never know how many blind men or women need your energy to get through the day. And I also want to let you guys know that I am a poet. I've been an actress since I was a child. I'm actually a thespian. But as far as poetry goes, I've always had the gift of gab. And I've always been someone who can just speak. It takes me a couple seconds to come up with a poem. It's nothing to me. And with that being said, I have spoken at a Christian poetry night a few times since I've been down here. 
And I also am thinking about doing this Christian uh, comedy slam coming up in two days. If I do that, I will make a video. But I have made videos about the poetry slams that I was in on my YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Also, my Twitter. If you could go ahead and follow me, The Rosie Experience. That's The Rosie, R-O-S-I-E, capital X, P-E-R-I-E-N-C-E, on all social platforms. It would be greatly appreciated. I'm just out here to spread positivity. I am not out here to be negative to anyone. I do understand that there are religious people out here who are going to look at me like, what are you talking about, girl? You just started reading the Bible. You don't know what you're talking about. But I want to let you know this. When I read the Bible, I read the whole book. Like, I don't mean I've read the Bible from start to finish. That's not what I mean. I mean, if I'm in Matthews, I don't just go to a certain chapter in Matthew and just read a couple verses out of that and then go preaching to people. When I read Matthew, I start at chapter one, verse one, and I read the whole book of Matthew. When I read Mark, I do the whole book of Mark. I've read Matthew, Mark. Hold on. Let me go and look at the Bible app so I can tell y'all all of them that I've read so that you can know I'm not playing. When I say this, I'm true to this. Okay. Um. I know for a fact that I have read Genesis. I have also read hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Psalms. I've read Proverbs. I've read Isaiah. Let me get I've read Matthew. I'm in the middle of Mark right now. I've read John. I've read Romans. Let's see what else I've read. And I've read Revelation. The full book, though. I've read the full book of those. So however many chapters and verses are in those, I've read all of that. So when I speak, I'm not just speaking. I'm I'm still at the beginning stages of learning the Bible, but I am very good at interpreting what I read. And I don't just pick certain parts out of it. I read the whole thing. So everything that I'm telling you, this is real. Like I really read this in the Bible. I really read this part. I really read this whole book. I know exactly what I'm talking about. And I just want to lead as many people to the truth as possible. There are so many religious people who have been in church for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years who have never even read Matthew all the way through. And Matthew lays out most of the sins like no other. Anybody starting on the Bible should start in Matthew. Because Matthew really explains what Jesus did and why Jesus came. And all. Like Matthew, Matthew is a really important part of the Bible. Romans also. Matthew and Romans are the best places to start for someone who's just now starting. And you will really start to understand why we need to walk a straight line. Spiritual warfare is so real and the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he chooses the youngest, most innocent, most purest people. He chooses those people first because he knows that they're easier to manipulate and they will more than likely stay with him for their whole life if he gets them young. So that's why we have to cover our children. We have to cover our children. We have to cover our households. And men need to step up and start actually being men so that women don't have to be the man and the woman. Therefore, women don't have to protect the household and feed the household and nurture the household and bring all the money into the household so that women don't have to be the man and the woman. Men need to start stepping up more. There's a lot of things that we need to change that God is pulling closer and closer God is pulling out more and more so that we can see 
that we as a human race have messed up. Maybe not one person directly. We can't just say, oh, yeah, men messed up or women messed up. No, as a human race, not not just black people, not just white people, not just Asians, not just Mexicans. We all have messed up in some sort of way. And God is not happy with the way that we all are behaving as a whole. The music industry is terrible. What I tell you, once I realized that the devil controls the music and that the devil is in the music, it turned me off. If I go back and look at videos from even seven months ago that I used to sing and dance to, and I'm like, what was I singing and dancing to? I don't even feel it no more. I can't listen to a Cardi B, a City Girl, a Megan Thee Stallion. I can't listen to um, a J. Cole. And it's crazy because I used to love him, but he cusses too much. Um, I can't. There's so many artists, Kendrick Lamar, that I used to love that I can't listen to no more. There are so many artists that if you really, really listen to their work, Beyonce, they are literally training us to either be killers to be sexually fluid which is a sin any sexual immorality is a sin so being a hoe is a sin um being sexually fluid is a sin um fornicating outside of marriage is a sin porn is a sin masturbation is a sin and these songs tell us to do all of these things um what else is a sin uh sleeping with siblings is a sin there's so many things. Um, also, we get the sadness. We get all this sadness in our hearts. And woe is me because we listen to artists like Mary J. Blige, which I, I love her. But Mary J., she her music is to make you sad. She has a couple of upbeat songs for the most part. You're supposed to stay sad when you listen to her. Uh, Keisha Cole, you're supposed to stay sad when you listen to her. Queen Naja, you're supposed to stay sad. Like, there are so many artists that their whole job is to either make you lust and think about sex all day or make you want to rob and kill people or make you want to be sad and, and be uh, somebody who is not productive because you spend your whole day being sad and looking for another man and another woman. Like, there are so many things that these songs are teaching us to do. And we don't even realize that we're programming ourselves and our children every day just by what we listen to. Like... My mind has changed so much. There's so many things that I refuse to do now that my eyes are open to it. I will not let my kids listen to that music and I will not listen to it. I will not let my kids um I will not let I will not let my kids disrespect each other. There's certain jokes that you just don't tell because you are speaking a spell onto your life when you say certain things. Calling yourself or somebody else ugly, stupid, broke, dumb. Like, calling people names like that, you're speaking it into existence. And that will replay in their mind and they'll start to make actions towards that. So if you tell somebody they're never going to be nothing, that's going to replay in their head all the time. And that's going to stop them from making choices that can make them be something. We got to be really careful with the words that we use because we are literally training our minds to do certain things. And then our bodies to do certain things by the things that we see hear and say so yeah I just really wanted to leave you guys off with that give you some food for thought if you guys have any questions or if you have anything you would like to hear my insight on please follow me subscribe to me on all of my social media accounts and send me a message I will message you back 
Um, thank you for tuning in to the Rosie Experience. You guys have a great night. I'm about to take a shower and write this poem. Thank you. <laughs>